The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. Hello and welcome to a special edition of What Catholics Believe. I hope a very brief edition, just to respond to an item in the news. On his return flight from Dublin to Rome on August 26th, a Sunday, Francis was interviewed by the press, and uh, he was asked a number of questions. Uh, one of those questions had to do with the, the letter of um, Archbishop Viganon, alleging that Francis knew of Cardinal Theodore McCarrick's abuse of young people, abuse that had been going on for decades. And Francis answered that he would not say one word about that matter. There are those who are insisting that Francis did not answer the question. I think he did answer the question. I think he answered it very, very clearly. Allow me to read the question for you. It was posed by Anna Matranga of CBS News. <clears throat> and this is what she said to Francis. Good evening, Holy Father. I'll return to the subject of sex abuse, about which you've already spoken. This morning, very early, a document by Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano came out. In it, he said that in 2013, he had a personal talk with you at the Vatican, and that in that talk, he spoke to you explicitly of the behavior of <clears throat> and the sexual abuse by former Cardinal McCarrick. I wanted to ask you if this was true. I also wanted to ask something else. The Archbishop also said that Pope Benedict sanctioned McCarrick, that he had forbidden him to live in a seminary, to celebrate Mass in public. He couldn't travel. He was sanctioned by the Church. May I ask you whether these two things are true? Now, Francis's answer is what the issue is here. And he said, in response, I will respond to your question, but I would prefer first we speak about the trip and then other topics. I was distracted by Stefania, but I will respond. I read the statement this morning, and I must tell you sincerely that I must say this to you and to all those who are interested. Read the statement carefully and make your own judgment. I will not say a single word about this. I believe the statement speaks for itself, and you have the journalistic capacity to draw your own conclusions. It's an act of faith when some time passes and you have drawn your conclusions, I may speak. But I would like your professional maturity to do the work for you. It will be good for you. That's good. And then he said something inaudible, according to the transcript. I think this is a very clear answer from Francis. It seems to me that Francis was actually telling the members of the press that they should answer for him, that he was not going to say anything at the time until they had managed to figure out what to make of Vigano's letter. I, it seemed to me that he was, in a sense, giving them a signal, saying, you figure this out, you speak, you respond, and I may respond when you're done. 
but I want you to address this for me. I think Francis was in a sense releasing the hounds to uh, attack uh, Archbishop Vigano. I think he understood that the liberal press would see this, that he was commissioning them, in fact, to dig up whatever uh, information they could about Archbishop Vigano to discredit him and to discredit his letter. That's how I interpret uh, Francis's response. I think it was very clear that this is what Francis wanted them to do for him, to discredit Archbishop Vigano, to pave the way for an eventual response then of Francis. Now, uh, I appear to be the only one who interprets it this way and sees it this way because everyone else seems to be saying that Francis did not respond at all and this is, uh, this is very bad that he did not make some kind of statement at that point. Well, I think the reality is different. And so, uh, because I am the only one I know of who interprets his words <clears throat> as basically commissioning the press to go after Archbishop Vigano and pave the way for a response from Francis to arrive after his Archbishop Vigano's reputation had been savaged by the press, because I'm the only one I know of who interprets his words this way, I am certainly open to the idea that I'm, that I'm wrong. <clears throat> and so, um, with that in mind, I would give Francis the benefit of the doubt in the sense that uh, maybe he really didn't respond at all. Maybe he didn't sick the press, the liberal press, on Archbishop Vigano to destroy his reputation. So uh, I, I withhold judgment in that regard because, as I say, no one else seems to interpret his words that way as I do. So I'll give uh, Francis the benefit of the doubt in that. In any case, uh, one thing is clear, that uh, the answer to the ultimate question is not favorable to Francis. That. Uh, uh, those who have spoken up have spoken very highly of Archbishop Vigano. The press's attempts, which followed immediately upon Francis's words, by the way, the, the press did go after Archbishop Vigano immediately after Francis finished his statement. And uh, they tried to dredge up whatever they could, uh, whatever they could color, whatever they could, uh, they could allege against uh, Archbishop Vigano to destroy his credibility, but they did not succeed. The man is too highly respected, too highly regarded uh, by, by the uh, more respectable members of the Novus Ordo hierarchy, for one thing. Uh, and uh, the only ones who actually uh, were quoted as attacking him, were quoted in the, in the liberal press, were the ones whom Archbishop Vigano named in his letter. So what credibility do they have? Vigano has already pointed out that they lie. Um, and he knew very well that they would come after him and attack him, which is why he disappeared and why he is actually now in hiding. Not only he could not hide from the press and they're, they're savaging his reputation, he, he knew that, he expected that they would do this, but he's fearing for his physical safety as well. And certainly that is a genuine cause for concern, as he well understood. So in any case, uh, with that, I leave you, and uh, we'll see how this plays out uh, now in the press before us, in the history books, eventually, 
But in, in all of this, we have to pray very, very hard. We have to pray very hard that people will begin to understand the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is modernism. The modernists have brought in a new morality after Vatican II. They brought in their new morality, which was like opening a portal to all of these evil things. And uh, the homosexual cabal that has taken over the, uh, the hierarchy and, uh, and bludgeoned it into silence, those who uh, needed to be convinced to be silent, that is, um, this, this uh, homosexual cabal has taken over because modernism has ushered them in, in their sort of anything goes morality, the dignity of man morality, and so on. So we have to understand that. We have to pray that others begin to understand it too. That the problem ultimately is modernist anti-Catholicism, and it is modernism that has actually invaded the church since Vatican II. We need to reject the modernists, all their works and all their pomps, and go back to practicing the true traditional Catholic religion. Well, God bless you, and uh, pray for me. I'll be praying for you as well.